Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fun-filled episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we are on show number nine for season two. That's hard to believe. I Almost know. two seasons in the can already. 19 episodes. Um, fan base picking up pretty good. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, we got a treat for you today, folks. We're going to add a new element to uh, Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews for you. Mm -hmm. We got to, you know, everything's going to this cancel culture and shit, so uh, we got a record label I think we're going to have to cancel today. We'll get into that rant here in a few, mm -hmm. but right now we are going to bring you this week, Cinderella, Long Cold Winter. This goes out to Mr. Brent Chance. For sending the official beards, brews, and vinyl reviews mini fridge, That's uh, right. you know when you when you send swag like that, folks, guess what? Your album can be on in about a week, two <laughs> weeks tops. But no, we will get into this uh, here shortly. Um, well, I guess I can go ahead and say about the album. Yep. Um, this is the uh, music on vinyl, um, May 9th, twenty sixteen release. It's on 180 gram, and it is a repress. Uh, the original was released May 21st, 1988. Yep. Um, shit, who was they on? Uh, Mercury originally. Yeah, Mercury. That's I think it. I think Universal owns uh, Mercury's catalog now. Yeah, it was Mercury. Um, well, you know, some people call them hair metal. I don't. I've never put them into that, but. I'm sure Trav's probably putting the first album in there, but... Uh, I think most people would put the first album in there, and not that it matters, but we do like to touch on this. Uh, Wikipedia genre lists them as glam metal and blues rock. Well, I, w I would lean heavily towards the blues rock. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry. Uh, Wikipedia, anybody could get in there and fuck with shit. That's true. You know what? I can't believe we're 19 episodes in, and I haven't gone in and fucked... <laughs> <laughs> one of the records we're doing just so you would say some crazy shit. I honestly thought he would have did that with the Aerosmith one we did God. last week, folks. Damn it, I missed an opportunity there. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, we just used the Wikipedia for just like quick stuff, like, you know, telling you it's their second album. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, it says right there on Mercury Records if I'd have looked at the right notes. Jeez, mm -hmm. um, we don't do research around here. But, actually, I actually knew that, though. I didn't have to look. But I will say this. As far as research goes, let's go into my rant, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, so I know, was it last week's episode when we told the fans that we was probably going to review the Skid Row album that I've been waiting on since January? Yep. Okay, so any of you that follow us on the Facebook page, you probably already have seen uh, why I'm a little heated this week. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I just put it out there for our fans who haven't seen it on the Facebook page. Um, so I waited since January to get Skid Row. Um, it came in the mail finally. And 
I opened it up. I just kind of opened it, did a quick glance. It was purple vinyl, and I put it back in my collection. And then, uh, actually, I think it was last Sunday, um, mm-hmm. was getting ready to give it its first spin. And lo and behold, I pull the album out of the sleeve, and it is a purple, the best of White Lion, which I'm sorry, I have to question whoever picked those songs out, because I know White Lion's got more than three fucking songs that were good. And well, here's one thing that, that I thought was funny. I, I told you this. I looked at that record after you, you know, you told me what had happened, and the best of White Lion record has seven songs on it, and one of them's a live song. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, so that was the debacle, okay? So I contact Friday Music, and I will say this is your last hurrah on this, uh, hurrah on this show, fuckers, mm-hmm. because uh, let's see, we did the uh, Kicks episode was a Friday Music, yep. and we gave them praise. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the Allison Chains yep. Dirt, we gave them praise. Yep. Um, I will not give them praise anymore. Um, their customer service fucking sucks. They, it's as you tell this story, it's people should realize that they failed on so many different levels. You know, as you're trying oh, to get this resolved, like it's just incredible that uh, this small label, like a lot of these labels that do these, do these reissues, they just license them from the majors. You know, typically they're fans of the genre, the band, or whatever, and they want to do a nice proper reissue. Yeah, but honestly, dude, they have dropped the ball big time on this. Holy shit, they have. Because, okay, so you go to their webpage to find their contact info, and I sent them a letter. I explained what happened. I sent a picture of what I opened, and the response I got back was, um, yeah, that's Amazon's problem. Okay, so I emailed that gentleman back and I said, how is it Amazon's problem when Amazon doesn't seal the vinyl? They don't make the vinyl. They just sell it. So it obviously happened at the label or at the pressing plant. And yeah, cause it's important. This came sealed, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't was totally sealed just in a sleeve. It this was sealed. a brand new album and it was never open. I mean, I broke the seal on it. And so, you know, that had to happen somewhere at the, you know, at the plant. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Hold on. It is funny, though. The week before when you got it, uh, I was over here and you showed it to me. I looked at it, pulled it out. And I didn't even look at the label. I, I just looked at the, the record, the vinyl color and everything in the jacket. But I was staring right at the White Lion label. No, I, I know. But, recognize it. but this is, I guess this is why I'm bitching so much about it. Um, number one. They keep trying to push it back on Amazon, which Amazon was great on their end. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday Music, I can't even get anyone to uh, get in touch with me or you know try to resolve it because all I want is my fucking album that I've waited since January for, and you know if and then what was it? The response I got back from the only contact information that you can get from Friday Music is. Um, oh, we're just a fulfillment center. So I don't even know how you get in touch with the direct label. It, the whole thing about that is so crazy. So the contact us info on their site, you try to contact them, and it, the people that respond say they're just the fulfillment center. But they, then they don't. They say you need to contact the actual label, but then they don't give you the information yeah. to contact the actual label. Because I, I, I 
emailed the gentleman back and I said, well, um, send me the info and I'll gladly get in contact with them. But um, terrible customer service. Um, I mean, I can't even tell you what it sounds like because I've never heard that on that. But they've got some major issues going on at that fucking place. And I highly advise anyone that's looking to buy vinyl, buy from a different company. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk all the time. Like, it's great. Um, a lot of these vinyl reissues are done really well, and it's cool. But they're not cheap, right? And so you're going to spend your money support folks that are really doing it properly, right? Like, this is this is pretty simple. When you press a record, you get overages. You, like, you know the amount, and we do the jacket. So you have extras because sometimes records are messed up, right? So you, you plan for that. You budget that. Yeah, because I've seen stories where, like, something in the run-out groove yeah. or the or the run-in groove is messed up, and, and they always fix it. And for this... Um, for this record, they've already gone, Friday's gone to a second color, so they're doing a second uh, Friday music pressing. It would be easy to say, hey, purple one's sold out, we're going to send you this gold one, right? Well, but I, they're just not even responding. Yeah, they're not even reaching out. Yeah. It's like they think everything's a joke. And, uh, you know, so fuck them. Yeah. I, I will never buy another product from them and, until they make it right. Yeah. If they reach out and make it right, I'll, I'll give them an apology right here on the show. But I honestly don't see that going to happen because they. It seems to me, and I'm. This is just my personal opinion. It seems to me like they are in the game just to make money and don't give two shits about their customer service. Yeah, totally. I mean, part of this show, like we talk about records and stuff, so we tell you uh, there's this really good label that does these reissues and all that. But we're also going to tell you if there's ones that are fucking up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I mean, you know, here's my thing: reach out and make it fucking right. Yeah. You know, because the thing is on these vinyl represses they're doing, they're supposed to be limited limited runs, mm-hmm. you know, so they only supposed to have a thousand on the purple. Mm-hmm. And OK, well, then now they're on to the gold, um, you know, but this is my biggest bitch about that whole thing, because I know there are hardcore collectors that are more serious than us that mm-hmm. buy these and never open them. Mm-hmm. So how pissed off do you think that person's going to be? When maybe someday down the road, say something happened and that album all of a sudden is like worth, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And then they turn around and sell it to a guy and he opens it and he's like, what the fuck is this? It's fucking White Lion. Yeah. What if you're one of those collectors, right? Who doesn't like to open certain records, but you say you bought this Skid Row and then you heard about this type of thing happening. It would drive you crazy, right? Because oh, yeah. you don't want to open it if you're that type of collector. But then how can you not know? And And the thing is, too. Okay, so some blems that happen at the factory can make an album worth more money. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't see this one going to go that route, Mm-mm. you know, but it's like, you know, just reach out, make the fucking shit right. Like I said, all I wanted was my fucking album, but right now, fuck you guys. I am officially canceling Friday Music. Um, do not buy anything from them. I it's, mean, It's just crazy to me. Like, I've ordered from so many labels over the years, and sometimes you get... Uh, record like i told you this before something common that happens is say it's a two record like you know two disc record yeah and i've multiple times gotten it where it's just both disc one right and instead of you know so you got sides a and b and not c and d uh contact the label they're like oh sorry about that with any record yeah and And that's the way it should be especially when you're spending 35 40 dollars a pop for these fucking albums yeah you know and honestly, I'm they've got me so fried with the shit now, I'm just going to pay up and get an original yeah. copy, I think. You know, it, it just sucks. Um, 
I mean, but. first time I've experienced it, and it will be the last Friday music purchase I ever make. But yeah, like I said, true. Amazon was great on their end. I mean, yeah, Amazon, we, everybody gives Amazon shit. One thing they're really good about, typically, is uh, returns. It's like, there's no issues, right? Yeah. Even though it wasn't their problem, they still... And and I think, honestly, that's the thing that pissed me off the most about this, is they Friday Music keeps saying that it's Amazon's fault. Amazon don't make the fucking thing. All they do is sell it. That'd yeah. be like me being a distributor. Yeah. I'm just selling the shit. That's right. You know, so Friday music, y'all need to step your game up. You need to reach out to the show, make the fucking shit right. I want my fucking skid row that I've waited since January. And if I don't hear from nobody, fuck you. I will never buy again. And I will tell everyone I know in the vinyl community to not buy your product. Yeah, that's right. So going off of that a little bit, uh, I know some folks uh, have seen some messages uh, who listen to the show are getting back into vinyl or starting to get more into, into collecting you can always hit us up, send us a message if you have a question about a certain uh, label or, or um, vendor or anything, because we, we've dealt with a lot of them. Oh, we yeah. Between the two of us, yeah. I mean, we, we should know something for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We got to give a shout out to Cousin Dave getting back in the vinyl game. That's right. Um, but, hey, that's what we want you guys to do. We want you to listen to the show. Go out and buy the vinyl and listen to it. Yeah, totally. You know, it's better if you're drinking whatever beer we're trying. You know, you get the full experience. That's but, right. It's like, it's like interactive, like augmented reality. Yeah, you know. We try to strive here on beers, brews, and vinyl reviews. That's right. Holy shit. You hear that shit over there? Is that what I think it is? That's smoking computer. You What's hear what up? He, you hear what he's listening to? Hold on, man. Hold on. Is that fucking ACDC? It is. Smoking computer. I like it. What, what the fuck? Oh, I know what the fuck it was. Go mm-hmm. ahead and tell him. I think he's uh, getting a little head start on next week's episode. Okay, for, uh, so this is funny. Smoking computer never gets too excited to do anything. And here he is over there listening to, what was that, Riff Raff? I think it was. Uh, yeah. that's a, I don't know. That might be a good one. It might be a bad one. You have to tune in next week and see what we think. Um, Here's a little teaser. That's one of my favorite ACDC records. Yeah, it's one of mine, too. <laughs> so, you know, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. But, hey, let's... Okay, I'm done ranting. Right. Um, like I said, one last time, fuck you, Friday music. Your customer service sucks. And, you know, you guys need to make shit right. Yep. And especially when people's paying that kind of money for stuff. I mean, come on, man. That's an easy fix, too. Um, Yeah, it is. I mean, I just want the fucking album yeah. or if you can't get me the purple one give me the one that you're doing now yeah. and give me uh, money off or something on one of your other records yeah it's, i can't it blows it, my mind that it they makes no out. sense it makes no sense but yet if you check their facebook page oh boy they're bragging about that purple skid row and mm-hmm. i've even commented on that and i get crickets yeah. so you know what fuck you you know, between you and FedEx, you guys are really on my shit list. That's all I got to say. But, hey, let, let's get to the beer of the week here. All right. Um, I'm going to reach into the official beers, brews, and vinyl reviews mini fridge. Mm-hmm. Compliments of Mr. Brent Chance on who we are doing this Cinderella Long Cold Winter album for. Yep. So I'm going to step away for a minute. Trav, you, you can take over for a second. All right. I'm excited to see what it is. And like I told you, you're going to have to be the one to pronounce this because I have no idea. All right. Should we do rock, paper, scissors to see who pronounces it? Is something weird? Uh, it's it's out there a little bit. All right. Jesus. I don't know what to expect. It's, it's in bottles this week, folks. Fancy. Hold on. An aristocrat. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. I, I, I got it turned away from him, so he can't see yet. All right. Can I look? Yeah, look, look. Uh, it's German. <laughs> yes, it is German, and it's from the world's oldest brewery. Can you name the beer, please? What is this? Weinstefaner? Is that right? Yeah, I'd go with Weinstefaner, maybe. I don't know. I, I took French in high school, not German. Well, somebody I, somebody correct us, send a message. <laughs> like I said, it's the original premium, and it is from the world's oldest brewery. Uh, Do they adhere to the Bavarian purity laws of 1512? Uh, it is brewed under the purity law of uh, nine, 1516 or 1916. Something. All right, there you go. It is 5.1% alcohol by volume. Uh, um, store dark and keep cool. I like it. No, I, I've never had this. I'm excited to try it though. Um, I hope it's fucking good. You, you oh, see look, the, it does say that the purity law of 15, uh, 15, 12. Yeah, see the tag on top. I splurged all on right, this. All right, yeah, we're, we're used to spending a dollar twenty nine to yeah, try to fuck each definitely other. Definitely not a dollar twenty nine, <laughs> folks. This shit was four bucks a pint. Uh-huh. Right. Uh huh. Oh, I'm sorry, one pint nine fluid ounces. Holy shit! So this, did you did you see what? The inception, what year the brewery started? Uh-uh. Did, is that for real? Can you see that? It started in 1040. <laughs> I hope these bottles have not been around since then. Holy shit. So here we go. We are passing the opener. These are not screw-off caps, folks. So this ought to be some good shit, I hope. I asked a, I asked a fellow at the, at the little retailer, and I, I said, is that good shit? And he goes, I don't know, but he goes, I sell a shitload of it, so cheers. Hopefully it's good. We're going in. Here we go. Yeah, that is good. Mm. I like that. Right? Yeah, it's like I mean it's got a little kind of a dark taste to it. Yep. But um Damn, that shit finishes clean, don't it? it? Yeah, it does. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know if it's it's not a lager or anything, is it? I think it is a lager. Okay. It, man, it it it's does. Good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Well, I will spell it for you. It's W E I H E N S T E P H A N E R. If you can pronounce it, hit us up on the Facebook page and uh, let us know. German that W is that pronounced with a V, so it'd be like fine Vines- stuff. Stefaner, I don't know. It, it's yeah. pretty good shit. Um, it is good. Somebody who speaks German sent us a message. Oh wow, it's imported uh, in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Oh sweet. Um, total beverage solution. Oh no, it's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's tasty. I mean, it it's definitely worthy of four bucks a beer. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, I think he thought we was gonna pull some shit out, but it's hard to find good shit beer anymore. Yeah. That we haven't already tried. Um. We're gonna have to make a road trip. Yeah, we need a road trip. Yeah. We'll, we'll at least find some Strohs and maybe some Old Mill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get some Old Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. All right. Um. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt, that's good. You ready to dip into this? <sighs> I'll start. You know what it kind of reminds me of a little bit? What? Labatt's. Yeah. It's not too different from that. But, I mean, it, it does, on the finish of it, it's different than Labatt's, but. It's a, it's a lager that's not really thin tasting, right? It's, nah, it's kind of a full flavored that's lager. That's good stuff. Yeah. That'd be real good. 
They had like two kinds. Mm-hmm. I think the other kind it was had like a green label. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Is that maybe more Heineken tasted? Maybe. Could be. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I like, like it. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the finer. <laughs> I, I don't know. Our German friends need to reach out to us and explain to us how to uh, pronounce this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because yeah. we just butchered it about ten different I ways. I know, and we probably just lost all of our uh, German friends because we don't know how to spell uh, their beer. You know what? I'd like to apologize to our German listeners. Yeah. Uh, sorry, folks. Um, sorry about I, that. I didn't take German in high school neither. I didn't either. Um, but hey, you guys got some kick-ass beer. We'll give you that. Absolutely. And hit us up on the show if we offended you in any way. Hey, we can do an episode for you. Um, all right. You ready to dive in? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So as stated, we are doing the second studio album by Cinderella called Long Cold Winter. It was released in 1988 on Mercury Records, and we are doing the May 9th. 2016 repress on 180 gram vinyl courtesy of music on vinyl yep they do good stuff yeah um well i when this one came up mm-hmm. um i bought this and night songs at the same time yeah I, I think they both sound great to me yeah i've got a couple uh music on vinyl releases and uh that they, they do good stuff um i do like that I, I do think they take a little extra care in their packaging mm-hmm. um you know and honestly, these when I bought these, um, I'm pretty sure they were way cheaper than that uh, company that I just canceled at the beginning of the episodes mm-hmm. uh, copies too. And honestly, I do know that they're pressing this album on purple vinyl. Uh, avoid I'm, it. Go to Music on Vinyl and buy theirs. I think um, I think Music on Vinyl is actually a Dutch company too. Yeah, they're from the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think uh, the I think the only thing that I've actually ever read is uh, sometimes um, they don't always get a hold of the analog sources, mm-hmm. so some of their stuff may be digital. I mean, but I thought these, you know, both of these albums that I got from them, I thought they both sounded pretty good. Yeah, the, the stuff I have by them <laughs> uh, sounds really good. All right, so let's dive into the album cover. Um, I'll start. So, uh, I like these types of album covers, um, that are, that are pretty plain and sparse. Like for those of you that aren't familiar with this record, it's just white, right? And the top has the, uh, in like a purple, uh, with its standard Cinderella font. And then the album title kind of fades into a white. Yeah. Um, I gave it a four, like, you know, this is similar to when we did flick of the switch, right? That really simple album cover. You know how I like that stuff. Um, I'm always a fan of this. I think it really looks good. The back cover is it standard black and white, you know, with a band sitting there looking cool. There's actually, it's a snow scene. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah. So, for me, you you know, I also like that too, right? So, it hit sort of both the front and back cover for me. And I also gave it a four. Um, I love the way the fade is on the Cinderella logo. And, you know, and I also commented how simple the white background is but it makes it look like it is a it's very clean yeah i mean and then you know the band photo on the back and the snow scene is great yeah yeah i gave it a four you know what'd be cool like uh this is such like a cool clean cover like you said right if they would do a reissue and do it on white vinyl yeah like white with like purple (laughs) splatter something like that you know that would be badass with some purple splatter yeah 
Anyway. As long as it ain't a picture disc, yeah. I don't care. Agreed. Those sound like ass, folks. Yeah. Stay away from them unless you absolutely positively have to have it. That's right. And I do know that record store days are coming up, mm-hmm. and there are quite a few picture discs coming out, there so are. just be wary of those, folks. All right. You want to move on to the uh, strong tracks? Yeah. Go ahead. You go first on this one. Okay. So... um. I gave the strong tracks rating. I gave it a five on this one. Um, I mean, yeah, even before your your brother uh, said that you know he'd like for us to do this record, you've talked about this record quite a few times uh, and how much you like it. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it it's great. I mean, it's got. I mean, you got a solid. I'm gonna say. Eight out of ten tracks on this one are solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, side one is fucking loaded, and there's some jams on side two also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, fuck the th- the thing. Let's see the the record reached number ten in the U.S. and it you know it went double platinum by the end of the year it was released. Yeah, it ended up tri- just like Night triple, Songs right? did. Yeah, triple yeah. Platinum, right? and then yeah, it's it's certified triple platinum. Yeah, and hell, it may be higher than that now, but I mean. To me, great fucking sounding album. Yeah, it's produced really well. We'll get to that in a bit, but yeah, yeah. it does sound good. Um, so what'd you give it? F- I gave a it five. a five. Yeah. So I gave it a three. So here's um, it, it it is a good record, but there's one thing, uh, and I might get slammed here for this that I don't like about Cinderella. Right? That I agree with you. They're not a glam metal band, and they're not a hair band. Like it, they're good, right? He's hitting on the ballads. I can feel it. Well, you know that. That's, that's usually one thing. I don't love Tom's voice. Like it gets too screechy sometimes, right? And so some of the songs, when I feel like he gets too screechy, detracts from like the rest of the music. But uh, for strong tracks, though, there's a bunch. Like the last mile, I think, is a really good song. I think Fire and mm-hmm. Ice is good. And then I'll dip into a few more once we get down to my. Uh, favorite track and in, in deep cuts yeah um a- actually the the singles off of this album uh gypsy road was mm-hmm. the first i believe uh don't know what you got till it's gone was the second um uh, coming home was the third and the last mile was the fourth that were released off of this so right there out of just the singles yeah. all of those were huge um there's four i mean this yep. album to me i i thought it 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 was pretty loaded. Um, so what is your favorite track? I had to go tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, I, I give them, I give them both a five. Yeah. Um, the first one is bad seamstress blues. Um, that's always been a favorite of mine. Plus my brother, Mr. Brent chance played the fuck out of it. Is so, that the, is that the first track? Yeah. Yeah. That's the opener. Yeah. And, uh, he, <laughs> I remember cause he had, a. He had his uh, big old Kenwood with the, you mm. know, big old fucking speakers and mm-hmm. shit. And he bought that CD. And it was like every fucking day. That's all you heard. <laughs> nice. But no, it's a great song. Uh, thanks for that, brother. Um, and uh, my second pick, I took Long Cold Winter. Um, I thought it was just a good down and dirty blues song. Mm-hmm. It's fun to drink to. And it reminds me of something you'd hear in like a pool hall. You know, something like that, because, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's bluesy as shit. I can hear that playing and some George Thorogood and, you know, shit like that. It is. A, it seems like it's a really good drinking song. I picked that also. That's my favorite track is Long Cold Winter. I gave it a three. I think that's a really cool song. 
And um, the really good guitar tones on that song. Oh fuck! You know? This whole album's yeah. got guitar tones everywhere on it. That's a good one. But um, I'll slide over then to track to avoid. Uh, I gave it a two. Um, and this this is not like a horrible song, but I think coming home is really boring. Ooh, he went that route. I did. He went and busted a single. <sighs> what do you think? What well, you got? Well, um, I don't agree with you on the actual track. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my track to avoid, and I was I was kind of flipping back and forth. I ended up, I finally settled at a three, but I could have went between a two, two and a half to mm-hmm. a three on this one. Um, I chose Take Me Back, which is the final song on the album. Yeah. Um, it's really not a horrible song. I just didn't love it, and it. At least it's the last song on this album. So, you know, really you can, you only got to flip it once and you can let it play out. And then once that song hits, just go pull it and yeah. um, change it. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I love the guitar groove on it, but, um, and it does fit on the album, but it, it's just my least favorite song on it. It's almost like it was just something they rushed into to oh, yeah. fill the album out. Yeah, I think a lot of bands, especially in, in the, you know, like this era, but then also you look at some bands in the quote-unquote grunge era or Seattle effect, as we like to call yeah. it. Um, anytime there's like a big push to get records out, for, right? So you had bands just trying to fill out. They may not have these songs written and they're trying to do them in the studio and just get them, get them done. Yeah, because, uh, well, their uh, nice songs come out in 86. This come out in 88. And uh, the uh, what was the follow-up? Uh, Heartbreak Station come out yeah, in 90. 90, right? Yeah. So they was like probably writing all of this shit while they was on tour. And then as soon as they get off tour, they was going in the studio and then cutting a new album. Yeah. And if they didn't, that's what I'm saying, then they didn't have a whole record's worth of material, yeah. right? And they're trying to scramble in the studio to get stuff together. But I will say this. It took them two years. Look at how many one-year ACDCs did. I and mean, they were in it for to win. Also, and we'll get to this next week, but since you brought it up, I'm going to say it now. Do you know what year Powerage came out? 77. And then 78? Uh, Let There Be Rock? 79, Highway to Hell? Yeah. 80, Back in... You know what I mean? Yeah, like We'll were, get into that next week, yeah, but it's like... Come, because wasn't there a few of theirs, not to get off topic too much, but wasn't there a few of theirs that was less than a year? Yeah, there's a couple of them that came out in the same calendar year. You know, and then, uh, unfortunately, then we get into some of the dips in the 80s, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, yeah. which we probably talk about that more next week. Yeah. Um, there are a couple albums that we've thrown around from the 80s by ACDC, and at least one that I purchased, I think it still stands up, and Travis picked one, and he says it did not stand the so, test. Yeah, of time. so so Brandon and I, like I've I've got most all the Bond records and the 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 Brian Johnson records that I want, but we were talking about doing these uh, a couple records next season, right? So he bought one, uh, an OG copy, and it's better. It's one of the lesser less popular right brian johnson records and it sounds better than we remember like yeah it really wasn't a popular record and the one i bought was also one of the less popular records and it's way fucking worse than i remember yeah because i mean i i guess when you're 12 you thought it was great Mm -hmm. but i i really haven't listened to the whole thing but uh those two records we're gonna i think we might do them as uh 
combined I, show? I don't know. I think the one that I got, I think it can hold its own on a whole show. It can, but I think it's going to be fun to talk about the one that I got because it's... Well, then maybe we need to pick three. All right. And then we just throw all three of them in there yeah. and we'll try that. that. I mean, fuck, I don't... Because we'll, we'll do honestly, that. they all came out. Boom, boom, boom. I know. So, I don't know. We'll, that's something we need to discuss when we get ready to gear up for season three, probably. Yeah, for sure. Um, What do you got for your uh, for your deep cut? Um, my deep cuts... Um, I only went 3.5 on this one. Mm-hmm. Um... Honestly, and we've talked about it on, you know, previous shows. When you got an album that's this strong, it's real hard to find deep cuts on it. Yeah. Um, because honestly, I think this whole album's pretty much fucking great. And uh, I went Fire and Ice is my deep cut. It's a good song. Um, it has parts of it that remind me of like Def Leppard Switch uh, Six Two Five. Um. If uh, any of you out there uh, caught our Def Leppard episode, you'll hear a little bit about that. But, um, you know, it to me, oh, I, at first I didn't really like the song, but I went back and I gave it a second listen. And to me, at first, it sounded like a leftover from Night Songs, you know. I can see that. It's just, it's a really good song, though. I mean, I yeah, had it, it is. And, and I, I picked up more on shit when I listened to it through the second time. Yeah. And I'm sure that that song has been played at a few strip clubs. I don't, I don't doubt that at I, all. I mean, I'm just saying, if, if you listen to it, it definitely has probably been played in some strip clubs. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, that's a good deep cut. Um, I picked If You Don't Like It. Oh, that's, to me, I, I that's a solid song. that I didn't even think it was really a deep cut because it was just, I, to me, it's a great song. Yeah, uh, I gave it a three. I think it's a good song. It's, it's solid. Um, and it's... It sounds really good, which takes me to um, production overall sound. I gave it a four. Like this is a, a really good sounding record. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hit on it a little bit before, but the guitars sound great. Like just really, really good guitar tones. Oh yeah. Um, I also gave it a four. Um, Andy Johns, Tom Kiefer, and Eric Brittingham, they did a phenomenal job on this one. It still holds up. It sounds great. Um, honestly, I think this is one of those albums. You can drop at a party, and people are going to be singing along, mm-hmm. you know? Because like I said, hell, I had four singles off of it. And it's good if everybody's singing along, so it'll cover up Tom's voice. That's the Come only part on, of this I don't dude. like. Why are you going to bash Tom? He's great. I still like them. I like the record. His voice gets screechy <laughs> sometimes. That's Tom. He's getting his soul <laughs> into it. Uh, so then Weird. do I need to ask what overall listening experience what do you got? <laughs> you know I gave it a five. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great album. Um, it's honestly, you, you know, when you're chilling, you know, having drinks, uh, playing darts, arcade games, pool, whatever. This is Husky Slim's bar approved, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on the inside, you know what I'm talking about when I say there. Um, and like I said, it's a solid eight songs from the start. And I love it. I mean, like I said, my worst pick is the very last song, and you know, so I give it a solid eight. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I gave I, this is the first time I've done a, a half rating. I gave it a three point five. I think it's good uh, bluesy rock. You and I both like a lot of the the bluesy rock bands. Yeah, um, it's a good one. Did, uh, did you ever see them live? 
Yes, I have. I have seen Cinderella two times. Um, the second time I seen Cinderella, Tom was actually losing his voice. He wasn't supposed to play. He probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still tried to put on a show. But honestly, I think my favorite time of seeing him, I, I it was just Tom Kiefer by himself. It was one of those pop-up shows like they do at the Lincoln from time to time. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. He had just put out his solo album. Um, I think it was called The Way Life Goes or something. It was his first solo endeavor, you know, and it popped up and they was doing it at the Lincoln. Uh, my wife, your sister, and I grabbed tickets, went that night. It was fucking awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, and honestly, if you see him live, it just, you know, he puts everything into his music, you know, like Meatloaf did performing and stuff like that. Yeah, I like to call him Mr. Loaf. Yeah. Um, Scott Ian, we're still waiting on you to reach out, brother. We need to know. Is it Meat Loaf, Mr. <laughs> Loaf, Mr. Marvin Lee a day? Come on, man. Yeah, we just want to address him at the proper time. And we would like to sample some of that <laughs> fine war dance. Yeah, no doubt. Um I after all I did post uh I saw that, yeah. I, I did I did uh the other day I had to post the uh, Indians video on the uh, Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews official Facebook page. Yeah. All right, let's hit the uh, the recap. All right. So album cover and artwork, I went a four. So did I. It's a good one. That like nice, clean, simple look. Yeah, that, that to me, I, I loved it. Yeah, no doubt. And because honestly, if you stop and think about it, at the time when this come out, yeah. album covers were pretty busy. Yeah, they were. For sure. You know, so no doubt about that. I, I thought it was super clean. Loved it. Um, strong tracks. I went in and gave it a five. Yeah, I gave it a three. This is a fun record to do because this is a record I don't listen to, right? That's been decades since I heard it. And so it was cool. One. It was good to do. Um, my favorite track, gave it a three, was Long Cold Winter. And my favorite tracks, I went Bad Seamstress Blues and Long Cold Winter, and I, I gave it a five because, yeah. I mean, honestly. If you don't like anything else off of this album, those two songs are fucking phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. Track to Avoid, I gave it a two coming home just because I thought it was boring. And like I said, I bounced around and ended up on a three for Take Me Back. Um, it's not horrible. I just really didn't like it. Yeah. Um, deep Cuts, I picked If You Don't Like It. For, I gave it a three. It's a solid song. And my Deep Cut, I went Fire and Ice, and I gave it a 3.5. Nice. Um Production overall sound four, you know, produced really well. Sounds good. Just don't love Tom's voice. Yeah, I went a four also. And then uh, overall listening experience, uh, three point five. It's good bluesy rock. And you hair metal slash blues genre whatever lovers like myself, you know, I gave it a five. Excellent. Uh, yeah, it's a good record. You guys go pick it up. And like I said, I, I gave them a five for live performance. Um, you know, it's it's pretty great. Oh, something else I did have in my notes that I wanted to bring up. Um, the song uh, Second Wind. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to that song, I feel it's got like a cheap trick guitar nod in it in the beginning that reminds me of hello there by cheap trick oh yeah um you know so if you do got this album give it a spin and you know see if you agree with me because i mean i as soon as i heard it i was like that sounds just like hello there it's subtle but i mean you can you can hear it i can hear that um 
All right. Should we get out of here and get ready for ACDC next week? Uh, I don't know. Is Smoking Computer going to be up to the challenge of doing ACDC next week? Cause you know he, that. You know, folks, this dude, he's got so many demands after season one. We had to give him his own private studio. Mm -hmm. So we don't even really see him. Well, he's kind of behind glass now. So, mm -hmm. you know, he sits in there. You can't see him because of the haze that's in that room. So we don't know what that guy's doing. He, he's trying to bogart and take over the Facebook and from time to time, but it's true. You know, thankfully the admins get a hold of that, and uh, you know they keep him from getting in there. But um, you know, I did want to give a shout out again to my brother, Mister Brent Chance. Yep. Thanks. Um, thanks for the fridge. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. This was your episode. Sorry about the rant on that uh, record label that we're no longer going to uh, patronize. Mm -hmm. um, God, dude. It kind of sucks, though, that season two's coming to a close. That'll be fun. We'll have a good episode next week. Yeah. So, you know, next week. I, I Hold on. You're in charge of the beer next week. I got it. So, I hope the fuck we're, we're, we're doing... ACDC Powerage next mm -hmm. week, folks. That's our season finale show for season two. I just do just don't make it an ice beer, whatever you do. It'll be good, I promise. All right. He's promising a good beer, folks. Mm -hmm. We hope so. So make sure you tune in next week to right. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. And don't forget, you guys can get in touch with us at Beards, Brews, Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com. Or hit us up at Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews on the Facebook page. We're working on upgrading and getting into more technology, folks. But, yep. you know, we don't even like to do research on this show. So all this nope. added shit, you know, God, all this tech stuff, you know. And honestly, you know, it's 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 me, it's Travis, and we got uh, uh, assistant producer Hunter that That's works right. on the show. You know, Keela helps out. My wife, your sister. So anyway... Let's get out of here this week and stay swaggy, friends. And we are Beers, Brews, Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And if you don't like Cinderella, fuck, fuck you. you.